0: Hey, everybody, it's Tall John Shear. And uh, while we're on a holiday break, we didn't want you to be without some new content. And um, I've been doing the show Unspooled for a long time. And normally we are celebrating films. But last year, we decided to tackle Love Actually. And that episode is much more like a How Did This Get Made episode than anything that we've ever done. And I thought you might like it. And if you are watching (laughs) Love Actually, you might like to hear Amy Nicholson, Lindy West, and myself. Rip this movie to shreds. So here's a short sample. And if you want to hear the whole episode, you can listen to it on the unspooled feed. We have a bunch of great movies up there right now. Um, if you haven't listened in a while, the show has kind of changed, and I think you will really dig it. This movie is incredibly flawed. I'm going to say a couple things here, too, and just Just so everyone knows, did I cry at the end of this movie after I've seen it 10 times and analyzed it? Yeah, I fucking cried three times during this movie. So I, oh, I'll tell you all about it. I'll break it down. I mean, throughout. And then do I get sucked into romance and rom-coms? Yeah, I love it. So I don't want anyone to think I'm a Grinch here. But let's break this down because this is an argument to 9 11 Culture in the craziest way, like the opening line where he is talking about on nine eleven people didn't call and out of revenge or hatred they called with love. Yeah, no shit, motherfucker. Those people were dying. Of course they're calling their loved ones, not their enemies. Who is dying and calling their enemies? Like it's it's a flawed argument to start with, right? And I think the idea is we're in. A state of war, right? We have homeland security. We have bombings. We're bombing other countries. We're living in a state of fear. And Hugh Grant is saying, "You know what? We're in war, but we actually are surrounded by love." And then the entire movie is the most fucked up love, the most destructive, uh, toxic love. It's it's not a feel good movie. This is a fuck you movie on every level. But it's like in. It's almost like saying. Like, there's no crime. And then all you do is just show people get mugged the entire time. But it's like, there's something so weird. It's like the love that they're showing is bad for the most part. Like 90% of it. I wrote it down. There's like two or three loves in this love actually that are healthy. And one is a medium. (laughs)
1: I'm impressed you found that many loves in this movie that are healthy. I mean, but first, like, let's just even talk about that opening because he's doing this over documentary footage of like real life people hugging is it real? at an airport. It is real. Or is it real.
0: shot that way? Okay. It is
1: real. It is real. It is real. What they did is they went to Heathrow with hidden cameras. And so they like recorded people with hidden cameras. And then, like, when they found people that they thought looked good for the clip, they walked up and they got their permission to use it. Now, I have to say, like, they, there's what, like two minutes of hugging in this movie and then like another minute of hugging at the end? It took them apparently a whole week of being at Heathrow to sure. get that footage, which makes airports me airports
0: fucking suck. In the yeah. middle of 2001, like right after 9-11, you think everyone's walking through the, the airport with their assholes look so tight because they think they're going to die. That's international flights. Like... Airports were not a chill place after 9-11. Airports were like, take off your shoes, your socks, your jacket, your go through your bag. Like That was not a fun time. And the way that they make the airport at the end, we'll get into the airport at the end. But yeah, of course yeah. it took two weeks. Of course. You weren't even allowed week. in there. Yeah.
1: Well, it took a whole week. It took a whole week. And I think the fact that it took a week to get like 10 hugs... Kind of says from the beginning that this movie is taking place in an alternate reality. Also, I would like to say that the people that are getting hugged in the opening of this, the kind of love that you see is a lot of like mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, types of love that aren't really represented in love, actually. Love actually is about like a specific kind of love. Love actually is about, I have a crush on you and I don't know how to say it.
0: That's what love actually is. Love actually is even worse than that. It's like, I have a crush on you and I don't even understand you or had a conversation with you. And that is the love that is being forwarded throughout this whole movie. And I'm not trying to have a woke perspective on it, but this is simply like, this is, I mean, I know it's been played to death. Stalker level love.
1: You're right. Okay. Who falls into that category? Mark, who is in love with his friend Peter's wife, Kira Knightley, who, by the way, is 18 in this movie.
0: Wow. Uh, And tucks her ears into a cap. Never saw that before. Didn't know. Is that a thing that women do? Do they tuck their ears into caps? I guess if they're cold. And from what we understand in the movie, they've never spoken. Like, they don't speak. She says, you never talk to me. But yet he is in love with her. Okay. And that continues with Colin Firth. Who is cheated on and then moves to a country house to write a, you know, a book on loose leaf and uh and falls in love with a woman that he can't speak to. And they what? Fall in love. But they don't, they don't even do gestures to understand. They fall in love without speaking. All right. Who yeah, do you got they, next? they
1: talk at each other, but you actually never even see them communicate in kind of mime if or anything you took like that. Yeah.
0: The, if you took out the subtitles it would not be romantic. It wasn't a, it wasn't even a meek cute. The only thing that makes that relationship at all engaging is the dialogue and the way the dialogue volleys between the two of them in subtitles. Not yeah. not if you watch that and it was yeah, nothing.
1: Well, even with the subtitles, she just calls him fat and dumb.
0: Oh like, well this whole movie so, is okay. about fat shame. Right. I mean every right. every character <laughs> is called fat and every, like that's the other love is all love actually and fat people are gross. Should be like the underlying of this because <laughs> like there is this thing where Everyone's being, like, ridiculed. Like, oh, you're the princess of Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, she's got big thighs. Oh, we call her fat. Like, I'm like, Oh, Jesus my dad Christ. calls me plumpy. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> in um, front of the
1: prime minister. Okay, so that's another right. couple. Oh, you've got Laura Linney, who's in love with her co-worker. They've been working together what? for seven years. And he doesn't know that she has a brother. He doesn't know anything about
0: her. Because... They don't talk. They have not had any really it's not even on a typical like to me, a typical office flirtation is like, oh, we we get together, we joke around, like it's my, you know, my work wife, my work husband, my work partner, whatever it is. They don't, they seem to be ships that sail in the night. Like they, they don't they just pass each other in the night. They don't, they don't have any connection at all besides unrequited love. And not understanding who each other is.
1: Okay, and then you've got the little kid Sam, uh, played Mm -hmm. by Thomas Sangster, who's in love with a girl Joanna from school. Who, by the way, like has the exact same name as his dead mother. They're both named Joanna. This comes up. It is mentioned. It is mentioned right here. General wisdom is that in the end, there isn't just one person for each of us. It
0: was for Kate and Leah. It was for you. There is for me. She's
1: the one. Fair enough. And her name's Joanna. Yeah, I know. Same as mom. And then it is somehow never brought up again that the kid might be dealing with something else. Because his mom has just died at the very beginning of the film. The very beginning of the film. And it does not come up again. Well, except that he's magically in love with a girl with the same name.
0: And guess what? He's never talked to (laughs) her. He has never spoken to this girl. Like, everything that Liam Neeson, uh, like, (laughs) tells him to do, never says, like, have you talked to her? He literally says, she doesn't know I exist. I'm in love with her. She's perfect. She's going back to America. You're talking, like like she's a little Mariah Carey. I want to get into, I want to like unpack her in a major way, but yes, another unrequited love. Um, Man, oh man. Um, All right. So then the other ones, these are the ones that I thought were a little bit more um, flexible, like some, not saying right, but flexible. I thought that Hugh Grant and Natalie, uh, and I know I'm mixing uh, character names and actor names, um, had, a, like a uh, a meat cute. I felt like there was something there was a little electricity there. I don't think it's all totally right. And considering the fact that he fires her because he's attracted to her, which I believe you could get sued for. Uh, but that at least to me felt like there was some there there like they had some. They had some connection, right? On some level, I'm not saying it's great, but at least they communicated, and that to me, that's a win in this movie at this point.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. And then you've got Judy and John, who I would say are iffy. These are the, this is like the naked couple who are humping the whole time. No,
0: because... Judy and John are the they are the lighthouse. Oh. They're the most love that we have.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, then that's terrible because, like, what they're doing is they're talking about like traffic and the weather. They're not actually having that's conversations. fine. No, 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 no. They're talking about traffic and the weather, and then a month later they are engaged. That is insane behavior.
0: Okay, they talk okay. about
1: traffic, and then you get engaged. That's like me getting married to my mailman like
0: tomorrow. Okay, well, I know uh, my mailman better than they know each other. First of all, can we also just for a second? And I'm, I'm not trying to be like, well, what about this or what about that? But I'm gonna say that a couple times. What the fuck movie were they shooting? It's not a porn because it's looks way more uh, you know, like they're not doing lighting setups for a porn. So it's like, what kind of movie has that much hardcore fucking that they're working for a month? Like a month, like they're working nonstop in a hardcore fuck movie. And it's like it's it's graphic and To the point where I'm just like, they don't even, like, they don't want to make them stand-ins. They need them to be, like, simulating fucking all the time. It's like, that would have been a funny heightening. Like, the first time you see them, they're extras. Then they're stand-ins. Then they're fucking. But they're just fucking the whole time. And you know the whole reason why there's so much nudity in this movie uh, is because... This is so terrible, but I think it speaks to Richard Curtis. He said that um, the Universal said you got to take out all this nudity uh, because you're gonna like lose like fifty million dollars. And he's like, no, because when I was a teenager, I only went to movies to see nudity. So I'm keeping it in because I want to stay true to my younger self. So, <laughs> so fucked up. The nudity in this movie is so is so out of place that I feel uncomfortable. But I like that relationship. I like I like Martin Freeman uh, in this. Uh, and I like the two of them. And I hear what you're saying. We don't it's like the bachelor level of love where it's like two people are sitting down and they're talking about are we in love? But they're not actually talking about anything that's like on the bachelor. They just sit around talking about are you here for the right reasons? Well, they don't there's nothing there. But I do feel like in all that fucking they probably had deeper conversations.
1: But if so, this movie doesn't think they're important it doesn't think it's important to see people like connect. It's no, like, cause it's
0: funnier to it, it, it have him like, has, like ramming her from behind yeah, talking it just, about. Yeah. Yeah. It the just one has, joke over but and it over. It's just
1: like the one joke. I actually like your idea about having the escalation. I think that because yeah. they are like supposed it, to be fake dancing, fake kissing.
0: Yeah. It would have been funny. It would have actually led to something instead of just, just sex, sex, sex. And it's also like, not that I'm okay. Not that I know that much about how to light, uh, you know, <laughs> Like sex scenes, but I will say, like, uh, please fondle the breast for the lighting. It's like what? What? Like exactly? What? Please,
1: and please I, hump for the lighting. No, you hell, need to be thrusting for the lighting. For the all
0: lighting? I know, all I know is that on movie sets, and even before, like the last couple of years, like nudity is even with stand-ins, it's something that is like very protected. In this movie, they're just treating them like cattle like they are like they are bodies they are not like like there's no they're they, they why do they have to be naked why is he fully clothed and why is she naked i mean that's another thing too but okay but that's my favorite love story yeah. in this that's wow. that to that's, me at that's least that's is that that is i mean if and if we're saying that's the best all right let's uh <laughs> well, well right. we're leaving out
1: yeah. one but i do have a question no, I aside have another, question. I have, yes, which is like i wonder who the actor is that martin freeman was supposed to be like a stand-in for as well. Because like usually in a movie <laughs> where Martin like Freeman. Yeah, when they're in a movie where there's like that much nudity, you think like, I don't know, the the actor would be a little bit like, I'm kind of buffer. I've been swole for this role. I've I've been like working out to be this naked, and then you have this guy be my body double. I think that's a little weird, unless like who else would they be casting in that part?
0: Lars Van Trier? Is it a Lars Van Trier movie?
1: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I also the sets, noticed... I can't
0: make heads or tails of the sets of that movie either.
1: I mean, this makes me a little bit uncomfortable to say this out loud, but I mm-hmm. do feel like when you look at pictures of Richard Curtis, it kind of looks like Martin Freeman of the future. Like Martin Freeman, if he could time travel, could be Richard Curtis. So I imagine that there's a little bit of wish fulfillment in casting a guy who looks like his younger self in this part.
0: So let me talk about the relationship that I think is probably the most problematic. But again, I'm going to say, while problematic, I at least understand it as love or attraction, which is Alan Rickman and his secretary.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you. I was going to say that, too, that of all the couples in this movie, they're sort of the most realistic.
0: Is that weird? No, it's, like, there is something there that's, like, a sexual energy. There's, like, that little moment of flirtation when he calls her outside to say, like, what she wanted for Christmas. I like, like, I know we're not supposed to want him to do that. And I don't really want him to do that. But I recognize, I recognize it. Like, I recognize, (laughs) like, oh, that's a flirtation. That's an interesting flirtation. But the problem with that relationship is, in my opinion, what's so wrong with with his wife because they also seem to have like a pretty good thing too they don't seem broken and I think that that's something interesting too and I wanted to break that down with you as well like I like showing Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson as being like love that has stood the test of time or has been like what is love that has been together for a decade where it doesn't love isn't always just about new love you know new love is boring because we all can tell what new love is but like long love is an interesting story to tell too
1: well yeah i mean they're like emma thompson and alan rickman are the only examples of old love in the movie Mm -hmm. and so it's a little well laura linney
0: and her brother too
1: okay brother okay
0: it's like I, about right. Love, I mean, if we're, love, we're, yeah, if we're talking about like romantic love, yeah. okay. I wanted to, her brother well, because, who tries
1: to like hit her in the face. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. scene. I, yeah.
0: That scene is like, <laughs> yeah, there's a like lot of problematic it, stuff.
1: Right. But, like but when, when it makes Emma me Thompson laugh, that and Alan laugh. Ringman, when they are the only old love, then this movie is basically saying old love cannot last. When like hot secretary comes into the picture, hot secretary, who I will say is so over the top like sitting around with oh her legs god. spread open in the that's not even comfortable looking
0: no she like, seems like she's like like she is trying to like almost like she was sent here to seduce him like oh my like, god
1: yeah like the terminator that's what i was thinking yeah, she's like the terminator a of sex fucking. terminator yeah yeah
0: <laughs> she really is i mean and it's like I at least get why she likes him or I don't even really know. I mean, but I guess they work together. So there's like some connection and unrequited love. And again, we're not seeing the meat of any relationship. It is the bachelor of rom-coms. It's like, we're not seeing really anything more than like the biggest stereotype of these characters. Can we talk about the other love that I think is good Which is, but really doesn't really pay off until the end, but Bill Nye and his manager.
1: Yes, I was terrified that you're going to say the guy who goes to America to get laid by girls who think British accents are hot.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm not even putting that in my love. Like, that, that doesn't even get in the love. That doesn't even get in the love. Like, that's not even part of the discussion, I don't think, because that is just, like... That's Jacob's ladder to me. That dude died on a plane crash. That dude was (laughs) on a 9 11 plane. And that is a fantasy that he is having. Like, that is, that can't be anything but that. All right, I hope you enjoyed that little sampler of. Love Actually, like I said, the whole episode is uh, it's one of my favorite ones that we've done. Uh, Go over to Unspooled, subscribe, like, do all the things you do there and listen to more episodes. If you want to hear us hate on things, Far Scump is a great one to start with uh, after Love Actually. But if you want to hear us love on things, you got to check out Heat. You got to check out uh, the Nolan Batman. uh, And there's so much more. We get into a lot of fun stuff. We just did an Avatar episode, which even surprised me. Anyway, check it all out. Subscribe to Unspooled. And we'll see you in the new year.